This is this is the in the black pod. Now you know what the one of the funny parts. I won't even say funny. I think it's one of the most depressing parts of this interview is the fact that I think I met you and Marcus back in 2016 at my very first awesome con and have been fighting and clawing and pawing to get to a conversation with you guys since then. So I'm just going to take the time out right now and say I appreciate you coming through because it took damn near almost a decade. It was like almost a damn decade before we could have answered. talk to you. I'm like, God, I think you guys, I think, honestly, I think you guys are working on the first, you're working on Tuskegee at that time. Yeah. And you're just making around. I don't even think that you guys had released anything. I think you guys were like still in the, you know, the kickstart. Yeah. We just had was posters like, at the table. Um, yeah, that was our first awesome con. Is that right? Yeah. Man, and I, 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 I think it was me and a friend of mine, we were doing another show at the time and we had seen the images online and we're like what the hell is this so we were already hyped about the whole thing and then come to see that you guys was sitting at a freaking table at Osakon in dc and i was like oh shit, okay so we had a little fanboy moment at the time man now you you're originally from georgia or no where are you no i live in georgia i've been living here 24 years Damn, you've been there for a minute. You might as well say you're a Georgian at this point. No, you know, you see all this gray. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, um, but not so. My my family is from Missouri. Kansas City okay. A's hat on. I do. I see you. I see you. <laughs> and then, um, but my dad was military, so we kind of. I do. So like my first memories were like in England. Um, as like a little, you know, like four year old or whatever. So we kind of moved all over, but um, I spent, I guess, was it maybe like 10 years, 12, 12 years in Louisiana before okay. I was here. Okay, okay, okay. And what branch of the military your dad, was your dad in? Air Force. Because he's an OG, I'm going to show respect. A Marine Corps here all day, every single day. And, you know, we have we have our qualms with Air Force guys. You know, they're a certain type of way. But he's an OG, so I'm going to show him the respect he deserves. Yeah, yeah and man. I, so- honestly, like, all the, like, like, both of my grandfathers, my uncle, like, everybody was Air Force. So. Really? Hold yeah. on, hold, hold, hold. don't do that. How are you going to say everybody? And then here comes Greg. Oh, and not Greg me. was like, <laughs> now, Don't t- we had, I, you know, um, right when I got out of school, had a little bit of a scare with a, you know, a young lady I was dating, and I called myself going to the, um, you know, like sneaking without nobody knowing, like going to the recruiter's office, and um, my parents, one of their friends, was like the head recruiter. So I walked in. He was like, "What are you doing in here?" And I was like, oh, "I'm doing." He was like, "You got an appointment?" And I was like, "I'm like, oh, oh, oh. He's like, "Man, if you don't get out of here," he was like, "You do, you will not belong. You do not. You don't follow directions. <laughs> you know, like when people tell you to do stuff. If you don't think it's right, you ain't doing it." So yeah. I was 
so he essentially put you on this path that you're on now and saved you a lot of headache. Get, he didn't tell my mom either, which was, you know, I really appreciate. Well, I don't, I don't think he told my mom. <laughs> but <it ended> up <laughs> right. being, and there was, you know, it ended up not being pregnant. But you know, when you had that first scare, you just be scared. You don't know. I no know. Food. I know. You don't have nobody to talk to because everybody gonna yell at you. So. Yeah. yeah, I dig it, man. I dig <laughs> it. That 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 type of thing will put you <laughs> put the fear of God in you real real quick and real fast in a hurry. I dig it. I dig it. Okay, so even outside of that, though, man, does would you? I mean, we'll dig deeper into it, but I, I, I guess I, I guess I have to tease it a little bit. Would you say your family background helped you with Tuskegee? So, in, in some weird way, so my um, mother's father, her her biological father, who wasn't in her life a lot, but his best friend growing up was uh, a mechanic. Uh, Mr. Shipley, he was a mechanic in, um, you know, the 332nd or whatever. So, you know, growing up around the, you know, the Air Force and all that and seeing these, you know, these black men in uniform learning about the Tuskegee Airmen, I think some, but to be honest, I think that I learned more like when I got to college, you know, HBCU. Um, I dig it. And I was a history major. So, you know, you go learn his learning history at an HBCU is different than learning history because you, you have those professors that's like, okay, this is what you need to be able to pass this test so you can get certified. But <laughs> this is what really happened. <laughs> you know, so I had, right. I, I, I just had, I got really lucky. I had like multiple professors that was like, here's the test. But go study this because this is what this gonna blow your mind, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I would mm-hmm. give the HBCU thing even the nod over. I like I, honestly, I wasn't the biggest fan of the military. I wasn't the, because I, you know, when you live it and you watch from the kids' side, you're constantly, yeah. um, you know, your dad just gone for a year off rip, and then when he comes home, you know. It ain't not, you know, stuff ain't the same, you know. So it was a lot. I dig it. I dig so it. I, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan. Even when we came up with Tuskegee Airs, I was like, they're not gonna be military. <laughs> they're gonna, uh, you know, I mean, they'll, you know, there are certain things that will, you know, give that appeal or whatever. But they're not. The kids are technically not like in a. Military. Yeah, 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 yeah. I noticed that. I noticed that. Mm, interesting yes welcome 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 what's up what's up what is up back once again it is the incredible in the black podcast i am your host big o mr in the black himself and i want to thank you guys for joining us for another edition of in between the lines where we talk to notable writers and authors that are making waves in the literary space i am joined by a very special guest if you didn't hear the uh beginning conversation it's almost a decade in the making for this conversation. <clears throat> I don't know whose fault that was, but I won't place any blame. Uh, my ho- my guest tonight is Mr. Greg Burnham. Greg, man, thank you so much for taking the time out to be on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Talk to good people. <laughs> oh, all day, every day, man. I appreciate it. So, I am familiar with you. We've talked a little bit about what you've dabbled in or been dabbling in. But for our listeners, our viewers, please tell us a little bit about yourself and 
what makes you so special? I don't know if I'm special. Uh, my name is, <laughs> where'd you go? <laughs> Just gonna disappear on me? <laughs> no, um, Greg Burnham. Um, I am a writer. I, I write children's books and uh, comic books, and I'm digging into the space of screenplays and scripts and whatnot. So um, I've been writing professionally for about what year is this? About 10, 11 years now. I um, started off with a couple of children's books. And um, then we moved on to, I got props. I usually have props. Uh, <laughs> I moved on to this this uh, comic right here called Tuskegee Airs, which is a futuristic sci-fi. And this is kind of the thing that really put us on the map. Um, we were on the local map in Atlanta. And Marcus had started gaining some steam. And then we came out with this and it just, it went nuts. It went, it totally left our control in like five minutes after we, you know, we exposed yeah. it to the world. And it was yeah. the, we've been working together for like 20, 20 years, 20 plus. And so, wow. This I didn't know that you guys have been kicking it for that long. Yeah, now, yeah. Okay, before before we do that, before we do that, if you are checking this out on YouTube, make sure that you finesse that thumbs up button. It's free for you guys, but it means a lot for us. Make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next uh, incredible episode, of course. And you can follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. And if you're so inclined and want to join the family, you can come on over to our Patreon and get some of the behind the scenes for all of these conversations that we get into on the show. Now, you are the one that puts these images to pen, and Marcus, Marcus Williams, is the artist that helps to give people the visual part of what you've been putting down. Is that fair to say? Um, no, not all the way. So, uh, okay. Marcus, Marcus, like, as far as Tuskegee Airs goes, Marcus is creating with me. Like, we're telling the story together. So, okay. um, it's, yeah, it's, uh, there's a healthy... You know, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's like 50-50 or a net. And then Marcus is the lead artist, though. Like, if I was to draw it, nobody would want to see it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. But then, <laughs> you know, on some of my other, like, uh, I have a series, The Search for Sadika. Uh, I'm writing this one, like, creating myself and then giving the direction and stuff. So, you know. Um, but yeah, for Tusky years, Marcus is, you know, he has healthy input on the story as well. Awesome. 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 I know that you guys have a few issues. Is this an ongoing story? Something that you want to come back to? Something that you're going to yeah, continue yeah. to flesh out? Yeah, we have four issues. Um, the first story arc is going to take about seven issues. So we're working on, you know, trying to get the next issue out. And how long do you think that's going to be before we get a chance to get our hand? <laughs> don't ask you those kind what? of questions, man. You they don't what? have people yelling at me. Um, now nah, we're, uh, we're, you know, it's, it's tough, man, because we've, you know, like that part, like we, that's the business, but we got to pay our kids and, I mean, feed our kids and yeah. pay bills and stuff. So, um, yeah. You know, it's like we end up having to do other work. Like um, my DC Comics debut was what? Not last week, the week before, I guess. These weeks be going by so fast. Um, Congratulations, man! Congratulations. Uh, yeah, I gotta 
uh, eight-page story in this milestone initiative showcase. That's what's up, man. Congratulations. Kudos, man. Kudos. That's what's up. Constantly doing, like, I just dropped this children's book a couple weeks ago. So, you know, we're like, we got to do stuff to keep eating at the same time. I I dig it. So, would you say Tuskegee is a passion project then? Because, I mean, I don't want to put that label on it because then it kind of diminishes all the work and sweat that you guys put into it. But No, we make, like, the money is good. Like, it's not a it's a profitable thing. Okay. It's just that, okay. like, we've, you know, our, our model, which might not work for everybody, but our model is, you know, in the beginning for a while now, the money that it makes, we put it back in to the business. But then on the flip side, it allows us, like, if we ever need anything um, business wise, if we, you know, have to travel somewhere hotels like all that kind of stuff helps uh, to make that thing work so, i dig it yeah so we don't have to pay out of pocket so it's it's beyond a passion project but it's not an, enough to you know like if we were taking the money you know from the business and putting it in our pockets then we you know the business would then be passionate because we wouldn't have I dig it yeah so Okay. Okay. now we've talked around it a little bit but i want to make sure because it's probably some of your at least until folks really, really start to get to understand you and your work. This is probably what you're best known for at this point is that Tuskegee Airs. So I want you to flush out Tuskegee for our listeners and tell them like okay. where it, where the yeah. ideas spawned from and all of that. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're always coming up with ideas, man. Um, I was doing a ch- children's book signing. We were at this mall, Stonecrest Mall in um, Lithonia, Georgia. And an older guy came up and Marcus had like a bunch of posters of like kid heroes and stuff. And the old cat kind of was like grumpy and he was like, I don't see nothing about flying. And we're like, that is true. He's like, y'all need to show these kids the legacy of, you know, all these African American pilots and stuff. And so Marcus was like, yo, man, I was, he said, I thought about drawing like a young Tuskegee Airman or something. And I was like, man, we should uh, take that and put that in the future. And then Marcus was like, we should write this up. And he like, he came to my house and it was just like, you know, the old days, you know, sitting on the floor, like I'm playing Grand Theft Auto and he got a pencil and, you know, a sketch pad. And we just started talking about what we want the character to look like. And we're doing the world building. I'm pausing the game and I'm over here typing, typing, typing. We go back to the game and um, we put that first image online. And like it, it went viral like that. This was like 2016, 15. And, you know, back then, you know, when people shared stuff, everybody was seeing it as opposed to now. Like if I share something from you, like five of my followers might see it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. It just, it just went crazy. So we launched a Kickstarter a couple months later. Like we were trying to get all our ducks in a row, and then we Kickstarter, and we wanted to raise ten thousand dollars in thirty days. We ended up raising, uh, hitting our goal of ten thousand in like eight hours, and then. Um, like totally out of our control. Like we, you know, well, people was, they went nuts. And so then we ended up, you know, adding some stretch goals, all that kind of stuff. 
So overall, we ended up raising $74,000. Wow, incredible. And that gave us the, you know, basically startup capital to start a real business, but also, you know, focusing on getting this work done. So I love it. I love it. I love it. No. So is it fair to say, I mean, you know this better, you would know this better than I would. Is it fair to say that there aren't many people that look like you and Marcus in this graphic novel comic book sphere? right now is it fair to say that i can't i mean so okay if you're going off of like general population the numbers might seem kind of low but if you go to these comic conventions there's a lot of us now and there's a lot of independent um like publishers like us and then there's a lot in the mainstream which is kind of like us even in the mainstream yeah yeah it's way more than what you would think um huh but it, it, we're, we're, we're watching this shift. So I was part of the Milestone Initiative. I know, like, um, if you don't know what Milestone Comics is, take a look. There's also a um, HBO documentary out right now that's pretty that's awesome. Yep. They actually flashed my face in it one time. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, and that even that in itself, they took 12, uh, 12 writers and 12 artists um you know i don't like to use poc but you know i dig it, <laughs> I, I, dig it. I feel like there should be a pwc because <laughs> 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 most people have some c you know what i mean but I dig um, it. yeah so they took us and we that's the the book i flashed we created that story but there's a lot there's a i mean again based off general population it's not you know, it's not like 50% or anything, but there's a, there's a lot of people that are doing it and it's now starting to be recognized more. Okay. You guys started, I mean, fairly early where all the internet, Twitter and all those things were really starting to percolate and pick up. Mm -hmm. Would you say that you've seen a change in the industry to get to the point where it is now? And if you have seen a change, what would you say the challenges were for you as you've been trying to make your mark on the industry? So the change is weird. Like we came right at that time where it was like, you could get real money, you know, like, or even just like Facebook places like that. So now all the social media, like they've developed these systems to where they make it hard for you to make money on their platform. And more times than not, you're going to be having to pay them. So it's like there's always right. going to be something that's going to bring the common folk back down, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to, you know, ends up being big bank, take little bank. So now you see like um, Boom Studios, they did that Keanu Reeves book. It's a great book. I like it. But they, they ran a Kickstarter for it. And I can't remember, man. I feel like they made like $400,000, $600,000, something like that. So even now, you know, but they have the money to promote it properly. Yeah, know? they have a whole mechanism behind them to help. Right, them get right. Yeah. So um, some of the changes we're already seeing, they're getting dialed back, but in different ways. But um, something that still stands is that some of the gate gatekeeping has been bypassed. Like if we would have walked up, you know, and said, you know, 
like this book right here. Like if I if I pitched this to a publisher in like 2005 or 2010, they'll mm-hmm. probably tell you, oh, what's the target audience? Black girls aren't going to read this book. Black girls don't read kind of all that mess they be saying, right? Well, right. I, I can skip that now because I can put this online. I can show people uh, this book. I've done a couple of Kickstarters. We've raised over like twenty over twenty thousand dollars. You know, people putting money into this book. I sell them. I sold out of them last weekend at Awesome Kind. Like it's you know I'm getting ready to do another Kickstarter <laughs> in a couple of weeks awesome. for it. Awesome. It just, you know, it's going to work, but I don't have to worry about somebody telling me, no, this can't work. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Okay. Let me, let me change the challenge then. As a black writer coming into these quote unquote, predominantly white spaces, especially at a time when we hadn't transitioned, where there were still these gatekeepers and so on, what are the challenges or the things that you faced trying to get your work noticed or just like, once again, just trying to make your mark on the industry. Um, so, you know, I, you know, played a little bit of basketball and my mentality, even from that was like, when we go to like a new court, I, I ain't gonna, I'm just going to go out there and kill, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? And so that's our, our that's our mind state, honestly, is create and con- control. We control I'm not, I say all that to say I never really reached hard to try to get people to notice me. Like mm. there, there's going to be people that are going to notice you. And then, you know, if not, whatever, uh, I'm going to figure out a way. That's how I've always been. Now, mm. with the Milestone Initiative, um, it was weird because I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to apply to it because it was an application process. And you had to, I had to write like a sample script and all this stuff. And I literally, I'm like, they should know who I am by now. Why I got to, you know, that's right, that problem right, right. thinking, you know. But there's also that part where it's like, you don't want nobody telling you you're not good enough. And so, you know, one of my friends, she kind of like, she's like, dude, just try. Like, if you don't get in, whatever. I wasn't worried about getting in because I feel like, I feel I feel like, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say that. I wasn't worried. Like, if somebody would have said, "Oh, you didn't get in for this, this, and that," I would not believe them because I already got, you know, proof. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I dig it. Right, right, right. You know I me. Mean? So it's like, it's like telling Michael Jordan, "Oh man, you can't make this basketball team. You're not coming to the YMCA to play right. on this little 40 and over team, bro." Right. Like, good luck. Not comparing right. myself to Jordan. I'm just. But anyway, I dig it. Um, you know. So, but when I. I did it, you know, um, it was, it was like really valuable and I felt appreciated. I felt seen from the very beginning. They were extremely complimentary me of my script wow. when, when, you know, they let me in. So it was, it was a cool thing. And, um, it's now led to like, I'm getting really good, like reviews, lots of good DMS and, uh, feedback for the story in the milestone anthology. But um, I also, they just announced it yesterday, so I'm allowed to say it now. I'm doing that. Um, Embargo's off. Good deal. Let's go. Oh, uh, they don't be playing. I'm like, oh. And this time, they ain't even let me know, so I was trying to take a nap. And my phone just, started, my phone just went crazy. Like, bro. But I'm uh, doing a, um, 
I'm doing a story in a, the, their Halloween anthology. It's called Ghouls Just Want to Have Fun. Okay. I'm right. Really, really, really cool character that I never thought I would be right. You never thought you'd be in it? Okay. I, I never even... You know how certain things you just... Like, I never thought I was going to be... Even when I was the, at my best in basketball, I never thought I was going to be like in the Hall of Fame in the NBA. Like, even when I was, you know, like 12, 13, and you still, still stupid enough to think you, know, uh, you could make it. But, right, right, um, right. Yeah, no, I, I never assumed I would write this character because I never thought anybody would ask or let me. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, Interesting. Interesting. Nice. Okay. Now, before we dive deeper into the Milestone Initiative and uh, the search for Sadiqa, I, I got to ask you two, two things. One, are there writers that you get your inspiration from or that you, no pun intended, that you pen yourself after? And two, if you, if you don't, how do you find the motivation or the material to put down? Because I think for people that write, you get that writer's block and it, writing is not as simple as people try to make it seem at times. So. Yeah, I have a rule. If anybody that tells you writing is easy is probably not that good of a writer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so where do I start? Uh, there's this man named David Walker. Um, I think I'm cool enough. I'm cool with saying he's my favorite comic book writer, black man. Um, very good at what he does. And you'll look at it and it'll look simple, like some of it. But writing comics, it, it is like you, it's you have to make complicated stuff look simple, you know? Hmm. So, and I'm not trying to say that anyway. I'm just saying like, he has like a really organic, like his style is just smooth in his imagination. And he can go, you know, he's just, I don't know. When I started, when I said, okay, I really want to write comics. That's who I read, you know? Hmm. First thing I was like, David Walker, that's not like a black man. Googled him. That's a black man. <laughs> he, you know, he wrote, you know, he's, you know, and so him, uh, Rodney Barnes is phenomenal. I told yeah, him yeah. in LA a couple months ago. He's just, I don't know if you ever met him. Really nice dude. No, I haven't met him yet. But, uh, but real, you know, just real even kill. And he's just sitting there looking at me. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand, man. Like, he, like, I see a lot of writers where I'm like, I could do that. You know what I mean? And then I see him, and I'm like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that, man. He, like, his pen is just ridiculous. And then um, also there's uh, Gail Simone, who, uh, I, like, the way she writes dialogue, it really resonates with me. It's, it, it, it feels like it's not for a comic book. Right. I'll give you that much. It's like, clean. It's feel, just, yeah. Like, yeah. so... I love Gail as well. And I could probably What is your process then? Given huh? the people that you've what is your process then? Because given the people that you've ha, you've aspired to or that motivate you, like how do you say, okay, I want to I want to write this protagonist? Is there a hierarchy or a structure that you use that you say, okay, my protagonist has to check these boxes or so on? So I I have been like that before where I am right now, like, I feel like I'm constantly evolving and hopefully I'm constantly getting better. 
So as soon as I get off of this, I'm going to go back to writing this script I'm doing for like a smaller publisher. I don't know if I can announce it yet, but I pitched okay. it to him. He loves it. He gave me the green light. Let's go. And so in this one, he kind of gave me certain parameters that he wanted in this story because it's his universe and all that. But he's also given me a lot of freedom. So, awesome. you know, in that situation, it's different. I, that, the short of it is I'm always constantly looking and searching. I'm trying not to get stuck too much into doing it one particular way because sometimes the character tells the story and sometimes you got to build the story and then mm. drop the character. So like with this, the one I'm writing, working on right, right this second, I had the parameters, so I had to create the story. Now I'm literally going in and, you know, developing out the characters. And okay. um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of AI, but I will use it so I can have examples for the artists to look at. Like, this is what I want this character to look like, or, you mm. know, make it a little bit easier. Interesting. I'm, I'm glad that you broached on that subject, man. How do you feel about this whole the advent of AI technology? You got folks now that they can throw in a couple of prompts here and there and think that they they can yeah. be the next Steven Spielberg. I think it, in some ways it reminds me of when music went digital. Um, the people that can really play and really know how to make music, they're going to get a hold of this digital music and it's going to make things easier and they're probably going to put out better music. Mm, but at mm. the same time, it makes it easier for people that don't have any talent to make music too, you know? So AI is kind of in that same way. Um, I feel like it's sad where we are in in the society and the world right now is where art is not as the there's not the integrity anymore. You know what I mean? So like you have people stealing other people's art all the time anyway. So it's a little bit sad as like somebody who's kind of like that purist. But I mean, the like I, I've I've talked I've talked to several different artists and I know some really talented artists artists that are like I'll set anything AI on fire, and then I know some other really talented artists that's like this is about to make my process easier, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Just the way digital like so think about comics. You know, you used to have to get a piece of paper. They were getting these big eleven by seventeen pieces of paper. Yeah, and they yeah, yeah. draw and create their panels and do all of that. And then, you know, you have somebody else inking it. Now you can do all that digitally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can be working on a screen like the screen that I'm on right now. I can zoom in, zoom out. But the thing is, if I mess up, instead of having to erase or, you know, try to Throw figure the out whole thing out, I, like, I just push a button, undo, you yeah. know? So, yeah. Yeah. Just, like in my, you know, at the end of it, need to figure out how to work it i know it's helping me because now when i'm dealing with artists like i already know you can't read my mind right so if i give you an image that embodies what i want this person to look like or what i want their outfit to look like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. then that's going to save us time on the character design you know portion of the project <laughs> you know what i'm saying so. makes sense makes perfect sense all right please tell me more about this milestone initiative the milestone anthology 
go go nuts with it, man. I know our folks would love to hear more about it. Oh man, it was it was amazing. So, like I said, you know, I know we don't have a ton of time. If you guys check that uh, HBO Max, there's also a couple on YouTube, um, like different things about Milestone. But it was uh, a few uh, black men that were work. They were already working in comics in the '90s, and they got together and decided they wanted to start a comic book company. And then DC Comics was like, "Why don't you guys just be an imprint, and that way we can kind of help streamline some of the processes, and you guys don't have to just be starting from scratch." And so uh, that happened. If you ever heard of, I think Static is the most important, most you know, notable. Yeah, known. Dwayne, Mc, Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that some people call him Static Shock. Uh, they had the cartoon, all of that. So anyways, they, they were going for a while and then they broke, you know, I don't want to say broke up, but, you know, the company kind of died out. And, um, but they restarted a few years ago. Dwayne McDuffie, who was, you know, this writer extraordinaire. Google yeah, rest him. in peace to him, passed away. He's yeah. another one when you talk about people that inspired, like, he is the inspiration. Like, the first thing that made me see like oh i could do this too <laughs> you know yeah. um so yeah he's a he was he's genius um so when can people expect or see this the the mom initiative or the, the anthology when can the anthology is out it got released okay. a couple of um a couple of weeks ago so you can get okay. at your local comic shop uh if you need a signed copy you can hit me up uh, <laughs> <laughs> my man um, and it's 112 pages <laughs> 12 short stories is pretty beautiful. How many how many uh, writers did they get to help work on the anthology? 12. So 12 was, total. Yeah, so the, it was everybody from the initiative. Um, they had 12 artists, 12 writers, and then they kind of paired us. You know, just, I don't know how what made them decide who to work with who, but they just paired us up. And so the stories that we made were kind of like the projects of the class the courses because we had like a class like an eight-week class we had to take wow yeah it was it was it was intense man in a good way though like i never not for one second did i was i mad about any of it they actually flew us out to uh, burbank for a week and we got to work out at dc headquarters like all of that so it it was dope that's what's up would you say that that's what this milestone anthology is that also part of this ghouls just want to have fun is that part of that or is that something that's a separate project altogether? no totally separate so the uh okay. ghouls just want to have fun is um it's d you know dc so milestone is under dc but it's like yep. you know they actually i think right now with the reboot i don't even think it's in the same universe so hmm. um yeah so you know how we had the crossovers back in the day with that yeah, 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 yeah. All that. Um, so anyways, this one is like, you know, DC Comics, like proper or whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm allowed to say who I'm writing. Um, they just told me, you know, yesterday. I haven't really revealed it to the public yet. No, I'm a little I but if you ask me, I I I, I might <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 why are you playing these games, man? Just, just come on, just, just do me a favor and just tell these folks what's what's going on, man. Don't don't do that. So I'm writing a story for um, it's a ten pager for uh, 
it just sounds crazy to say superman um it just sounds crazy to say but yeah i'm writing a story for uh superman that's what's up, my guy. That's what's up. It that, just sounds man, weird to say, man. Man, it has to, it has to be a dream come true, though, right? Yeah, like growing yeah. up as a kid, you just that's what, that, that's what I was saying when I said like I never. I just thought I'm just gonna be a fan. I never thought anybody would ask me to write this character, to you know, and the work. So it's like, um, yeah, and so like this, like I've already, you know, like scripts already in all that stuff. And uh, I was, you know how, um, what is it? What is it called? Imposter syndrome. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I struggle with that a few times because it's like, but not in the way of like, I can't do this. It would just be like, man, what is, why you yeah. keep writing? Clark can't write here. Like, why? <laughs> like, I'm yelling at myself, like, is this really, really happening? So, um, yeah, it's something cool to knock off the, uh, the list. That's, that's a bucket list item number one has been has been taken and, care of. Yeah, and then you know, like I got to write Icon, who is like the Superman of uh, the. Hold up, what? Yeah, Icon for um, the milestone. For milestone. Yeah. yeah. So he has like a similar. Let's see if this will show up. But you know, he's definitely was inspired by Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So here, this is it right here. That's what's up, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I got to write him. Then I get all you know, Cal L out the way. So I'm like, okay, okay. Before we before we wrap things up, I gotta ask you then, given the two characters that you've penned for, I don't know too many characters if I was writing in comics that I would want to write more than those two. Mm. Who is your next person? character that you would like to pen for or do you want to just create something would you like to get an opportunity to create someone new i would love the opportunity to create somebody new i already got some ideas for some new people um so i think this is hard for me to say and the younger greg would probably want to fight me but spider-man has like always been my my number one guy um but then this little Miles fella comes, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh man, right. like I, it would be hard. Like I would love to write, you know, Miles. Um, also, there's a lot. Black Panther. I would love to write Rogue from X Men. Um, I love Rogue. Like she's one of my favorite characters. Just the you know the power set and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch, but I was just on the phone, you know, a while ago with one of my friends and we were talking about like that, I, the ability to make, like create stuff out of, you know, out of my own brain. I, I love mm. that. I like that. I like doing that the most. <laughs> like, no so yeah. Um, if they, they came to me and said, what do you want to do? I would be like, let me you know, create some art or something. Yeah, so. That's what's up. That's what's up. Greg Burnham, thank you so much, man, for taking the time out, man. Before we say goodbye, please tell these people where they can find you if they would like to find you and any other projects and things that you might be working on that they should be keeping their eye open for. Gotcha. Um, so my website is platforml7.com. Uh, just the number, I mean, the letter L, 
at seven after platform. Um, and then I have Greg underscore Burnham seven. Uh, that's on IG and TikTok, even though I suck at TikTok. I also suck at Twitter. I'm trying to get better. I think Twitter is just Greg Burnham book. Uh, I'm old, so my my biggest interactions all come from Facebook, like the old people do, you know. Um, <laughs> Greg, Greg Burnham right. on there. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I just, like I said, I just released this book. Where is it at? Swim, Kelly Swim. And it's a, a really fun story, children's book, but it also kind of gives some basic principles for swimming because, you know, my goal is to get a whole bunch of black kids and their parents in these pools and uh learn how to swim what about search for sadiqa where can folks find that oh yeah that's that platform l7 as well um okay. i have two issues of this and i'm getting ready to run a kickstarter for the next one um okay. just real quick it's a historical action adventure it takes place in the 1920s the young lady's gonna flee tulsa oklahoma after the black wall street massacre and she goes on this quest across the southwest united states to find this mythological uh, lost land and uh, she'll end up actually becoming a hero to the people she comes across so it's also a really popular book people seem to love it I love it but I'm biased but, you know <laughs> I do. I do. Get, a, get a lot of good, good reviews and also threats because people are like hurry up with the next book <laughs> and, then we're and you said you're going to be releasing a kickstarter for that as well right yeah yeah so okay. follow me for reals because uh, <laughs> if if any of this is interesting to you if not then leave me alone but uh, <laughs> no go. we're going to make sure to put all of the links and the follows and the tags like that inside of the show nuts when we release this episode so Thank you, folks, for checking out another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick it with us, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. You can check out past episodes of our show at www.intheblackpodcast.com. And if, once again, if you really want to become part of the family, you can come on over to our Patreon. You will not regret it. But until next time, as always, informed intelligent in the black peace